What a relief it is to have our drip irrigation finally in place so I don't have to spend my afternoons schlepping a bunch of hoses around. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze. Beginners learning subsistence farming using three simple principles. Approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it. And we don't make allness statements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of June the 17th, 2010, celebrating the more or less completion of our drip irrigation system. And in fact, the whole irrigation system is basically in and working. Right. We're glad about it. Um, We spent a good bit of time dealing with it from start to finish and uh, a good bit of expense, but we're glad it's done. How long have we been working on this now? Has it been six weeks, eight weeks, something like that? What do you count as a starting point? (laughs) I guess I count the starting point from when we actually ordered the supplies. Oh, yeah, I think it's been that long. And then you trenched, did the trenching, what, three weeks ago maybe? Oh, more, I would say, probably a month ago. Well, it feels like a year ago, but... (laughs) Well, it does. I mean, it just seems like we've been working on this for a long, long time. But it is good to have that more or less behind us now. Right. I mean, there are a little bit of little adjustments we need to make here and there, and we're still experimenting with how often we need to water and how and so forth. But basically, um, we're dangerously close to declaring that project finished. Turned out to be easier to install the actual drip irrigation components than we expected. The trenching and dealing with those pipes was uh, not fun. It had its all, all kinds of frustrations. But once it was time to lay the drip tape and um, along the rows out on Veg Hill, that was easier. Yeah. Than- and, of course, I ended up laying the drip tape for the blueberry line by myself because you had to be... Um, in town dealing with some friends, and as a result, um, I ended up having to do that by myself, but it was really not that hard. I'm glad, because I would have felt really guilty if I had yeah, left that you. really wasn't a big problem. And you say how difficult it was dealing with those trenches and the pipes and so forth, but now that I've done it, if you give me a choice between making a joint with PVC and the cleaner and the adhesive, on the one hand, and a twist thread connection on the other, I'll choose the PVC any day, any time, any application, because it's so foolproof. Right, um, that's true. I'm really not very smart about dealing with PVC pipe and joints and so forth, but I can tell you, uh, even a, an inexperienced person like me was able to pick that up pretty easily and do it. And I have a pretty high level of confidence about making PVC joints now. So Yeah, it worked well. Well, talk through what the system consists of. We've got uh, a bunch of faucets that are located in various points around our what we call our core campus, which is the area around the barn and the lodge site and the pond and the veg hill. And then we've got those drip systems. Yes. So the boxes, how many boxes would you say we you put out with um, the boxes containing a faucet down in the ground yeah, so that I'm, we can attach a hose? I'm sorry. I don't remember when. I wrote it down, and, and I hate to run the risk. Maybe five of or six of them. I don't more. know. More. More than that. It's like 
three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine faucets. Okay. So that uh, ranging from all the way up near the lodge where the future lodge site will be. Correct. To um, all over the orchard and then down in the recesses of Veg Hill. So that if we want to do watering of some of the side portions that aren't being dripped, um, we have that handy. Um, and also we have a utility sink down there on Veg Hill so that we can rinse and prep veg or whatever we need to do. Um, that really has added a lot of flexibility to the system. And then we do have the drip tape on 13 rows on Veg Hill. So mm -hmm. um, that's pretty And extensive. we also have the drip the line on the blueberries. And uh, Mushroom our logs. expectation is that we will be adding a greenhouse up close to the blueberries, and that will be served by drip line. And, yes, you're right, the mushroom logs. Which has a cute little fountain type. It is so fun um, to watch. <laughs> It's a, it's a sprinkler. It's a little mini sprinkler to sprinkle them, but it looks like kind of a fountain. It's nice. It does. It's, nice it's so nice. I, it's a shame that it's hidden down there in, under the shade now because you don't see it very well, and it's so pretty. I know. We've enjoyed doing it. We've also enjoyed seeing the effect of our irrigation on the plants. You're more knowledgeable about that than I, so why don't you talk through oh, that? Oh, I don't know that I'm more knowledgeable, but they're just happier uh, because of the fact that they're getting intense watering, um, long-term watering for you know an hour or so a day or every other day um, into the deep roots where they need to be uh, getting water. That's the, the veg just popped right up. It looks so much healthier than it did even three days ago. Um, especially, you notice the banana peppers looking happy mm -hmm. and just several of the... And our collards yeah. were looking downright sad. And they're still kind of eaten up. There's yeah, there's some... a bug attacking them. Right, but they at least look happier now. Right. <laughs> and they're, you know... You know how you you look at a plant that's not doing well and it's kind of shrunken, it's sort of curving in on itself, and then when it gets happy, it just sort of opens itself up to the sunshine, and I, more and more of our veg is opening itself up now. Yeah, which is, yeah it's um, a nice thing to see. It is a nice and thing to see. the blueberries need a lot of water during fruiting season, which is what's going on now, so that's really been beneficial. We assume it's been beneficial. The interesting thing about to me about the blueberries is I haven't been able to see the difference with them the way we saw it with the veg. It Partly, looks, they look yeah. about the same. Well, truth be told, I've been watering those blueberries with soaker hoses. So the, you might not see as much difference on those plants as you would some of the others. That makes sense. Okay, that, that helps my feeling because I was be a little concerned that we were not seeing more of a change. And one thing we did, you know, when out on Veg Hill, before we laid the soaker hoses on the east side. The we, drip tape. The drip tape. I'm sorry. <laughs> drip tape. I um, suggested, and, and I'm glad you liked the suggestion, that we go ahead and seed with sun hemp before that. Yes. And uh, so what we did was we got the Earthway little seed spreader um, and ran that up and down the rows just as we would any other veg that we'd be planting, and laid that drip tape, and within two days, it was germinating. In fact, it could have been germinating a little bit the first day, and I didn't look at it. True. I wasn't, but yesterday, I made it a point to walk over there and see what it looked like, and they were, I'd say a couple of them were like, they were like a half an inch up out of the ground. Oh, I think we've got some that are an inch and a half this morning. Yeah, yeah, wow. So, and. I think we can we can pretty much trace the impact of that to the drip tape. 
because if you walk along those rows, and I bet you agree with me, where you see the sun hemp germinating is right there on the drip tape. Yeah. Anywhere that's not served by the drip tape, we're not seeing germination right. yet. Now, maybe we will see a little germination away from the drip tape uh, over when, time. When we get some rain. And right. Then, yeah, we've but, had a little uh, bit of rain, but not very much. Here, right at the beginning, it's strictly a function of what's getting drip irrigated. Yeah. But it is fun to see that sun hemp coming up. Oh, yeah, because uh, we might have mentioned this on a previous podcast that our plans for that half of the um, veg hill this year is to just let some sun hemp come up to provide some organic matter and to hold the soil. And, and to not, fix nitrogen. And to fix nitrogen. And not we're not going to plant or cultivate, plant, you know, veg or cultivate that side this year. Yeah, and um, and who knows, maybe in a future year sometime we'll do the same thing on veg hill west right but this year it's the turn of veg hill east to get a cover crop and mm-hmm. really um, build up some organic matter and so forth um had a little problem with water pressure about a day and a half two days after we began using the drip system and um, might be worth our describing what that problem was I guess I was the one who first noticed the problem when I had the drip system turned on and I was getting nothing. So I said, gosh, what's going on? Then I went out and tried a faucet, also getting nothing. That was scary. That was very scary. And our first impulse was, oh, my goodness, is our well dry? Um, We've been there, done that back on Misty Lane years ago, and that is not a good feeling. uh, But what we discovered is... The well was fine. The pump was fine. What had happened is that our filter that is installed as part of the drip system was doing its job. It caught a whole lot of sand that was getting flushed out of the lines. And when it caught that sand, it filled up the filter with sand, and then the filter wouldn't let anything past that point. And and that's when everything seemed to be going dry. Yeah. So we, um, with the help of the folks at Irrigation Mart who sold us the uh, system, we uh, figured out what the problem was, unscrewed that filter, cleaned it out, and we were in business. And then the filter filled up again pretty quickly. So mm-hmm. now, at least um, here in the short run, I'm checking it about every day just to make sure that we keep it clean. I hope over time we'll get this sand flushed out of the system and then we'll be back to checking it uh, less regularly, maybe once a week or once every two weeks, something yeah, like that. Yeah, just at least it's good to know that it's not the well running dry. <laughs> it was Absolutely. So relieved. Boy, that was um, not cool. Yeah. And the other mistake I made was filling in my underground boxes too fast. Uh, remember I told you about the, you know, I'd, I'd rather do a PVC joint than a threaded joint. Had a problem with one of my threaded joints. Mm. It was uh, leaking, had a slow leak in it. And unfortunately, I didn't spot it until after I had covered up the box in which it was sitting. So I ended up having to dig up a box after having buried it. And, I know um, that was a pain. Addressing that leak. But I was able to do that, and now everything is uh, flowing smoothly, and uh, we're back in business. Good. One of the last things that uh, I probably need to mention about the drip system, and then I'll let you finish up with anything else you want to talk about on it, is um, 
the importance of remembering where we have put all of these trenches, these underground lines. Mm-hmm. We don't want to dig anything up or hit it. Or hit anything, exactly. So I um, went around while all the trenches were open, or while most of them were open, and even those not open it were at least still visible, and captured their location with our video camera. And I'm going to edit that into one video program that captures, you know, that, that tells us where everything is, and we can refer to that. Right. Before we dig, we'll check that. Yeah, <laughs> check course, it out. The problem we are likely to face is not that we will say there's a line there somewhere we don't know where. The problem is more likely we will forget there's a line anywhere around there. And we right. will discover it when we dig it up and break it. Which would be a terrible Oh, it will be, you know, just one of those things that happens. If it's not, um, it's not life-threatening, it's just an annoyance and you feel stupid, but um, it's not going to be a disaster. We'll no. just have to get a coupling or two and True. fix the line and get it back underway. Well, I've enjoyed having the drip tape. And I guess the other thing I would say in closing about that is just that we've noticed during the night, overnight sometimes, that some of the drip tape has moved. So we're wondering yeah. if, and, and we have deer fence all the way around the um, that whole veg area. We actually, <laughs> I hope it's keeping out rabbits too. We've seen a rabbit lurking around here, but fortunately he doesn't seem to be getting inside the fence we've seen him outside we've run him off a couple of times yeah i'm boning up on my recipes for rabbit stew oh we are not going to oh yes we are but uh, Uh, that that little guy is hanging around our blueberries and he needs to be dispatched yes well that's another that's a whole other subject but uh at any rate we don't know what it is that's shifting those tapes but uh you had said you might put the wildlife camera out one evening to see True. what's we going sh- on. We so should do that. We'll, we'll report back on that. Yeah, right now it's just a mystery. Because mm-hmm. I don't think it's a critter. I don't think there's any way a critter big enough to do that could be in there. I think it's more likely something you and I are doing. Right. But birds do get in there, but I don't know whether birds are capable of. Yeah. Have to, it'd be a big bird. Yeah. <laughs> because that drip tape is, it has some heft to it, yeah. particularly once it gets water in it. Yeah. Uh, would you like to talk about the new toy we got yesterday? Or I the had new a nice surprise thing? when I returned to the farm after helping the church uh, with the grounds yesterday. There was a big cardboard box with our new horse pal in it. Yeah, we had to give our others back, other one back. And we thank our sister-in-law, Linda Borden, for uh, loaning it to us because it made us realize it does work. And oh, we absolutely. wanted our own. So and uh, as soon as I found that box, I knew that was priority one. And I came straight up to the location we had already chosen for it and uh, uh, and assembled it and got it set up. And even while I was working to set it up, it trapped two horse flies. <laughs> and there must have been 25 or so who met their death there yesterday. So, so good. It's nice to see it working. Yes, it is. <clears throat> uh, going back a little bit, before we did the drip tape, we took the last remaining freestanding trees down off Veg Hill. Mm-hmm. So now we've got shade on Veg Hill, but it's all coming from trees that are supporting deer fence. We don't have any trees on Veg Hill that are just there. Right. And it was good to go ahead and get them out of the way. We knew, I think it was you <clears throat> who really... Um, spotted that we better go ahead and do this, but yeah. we knew we were about to um, 
have drip tape spread out all over Veg Hill. And, and as soon as it's spread out, of course, you start covering it up with mulch and hay and so forth. So we knew that if we didn't go ahead and get those trees mm-hmm. down now, uh, we might never be able to do it gracefully. Yes, and, you know, we didn't want to have to take that drip tape up to keep a tree from falling on it, so just better to do it. And and I'm happy with the result, I must say. It's, yeah, it's nice to see that sun coming yeah, in. Yeah, we still have some shade, but as you said, those trees will need to stay there because they're helping with the deer fence. This is a little aside, but you and I watched a movie. It's complicated one or two nights ago with Meryl Streep, and there's this one brief little scene where she's, fiddling around in her garden in Mm -hmm. Santa Barbara. Oh, it was just beautiful. And her (laughs) garden is so much more vividly colored than ours is, and we're speculating the reason is she gets, or that garden, I mean, it's not Meryl Streep's garden, it's somebody's garden. That garden gets sun all morning and all afternoon. But here in Alabama, you get sun in the morning and in the afternoon, you got a lot of clouds. Mm-hmm. So we, we really don't have the quality of sunshine that, some, that people do in uh, less humid parts of the country. That's right. And so whatever sunshine we get a chance to gather, we want to make the most of it. Yeah. Of course, it's been so hot this past week, I'm grateful for any clouds that come in the you afternoon. Bet. It <laughs> makes it easier to work in the yeah, afternoon yeah, because we... you. that's one of the other things we've figured out, which is an aside, but we've learned we can actually get more useful work done in the afternoon than in the morning, even though the temperature is higher because there's less of a, you, you don't have the sun yeah. beating down on you quite so unrelentingly. That's right. And this past week we have hit the high 90s with a heat index of, I think you noticed, 121 100. degrees was our top. Thanks to the heat humidity. Index. Yeah. So we've, we're, we're welcoming any and all clouds, thunderstorms, you name it. You bet. <laughs> um, you were talking about, uh, to me this, earlier this morning, about what I'm finishing up planting. And I finished, or actually I'm in the process of finishing. I have a few more to put out uh, of kernels of corn, seed corn out on the, on the uh, veg hill. There's some blue corn. These are not sweet corns. There's a blue corn and a what's called a painted corn. All and right. it's, uh, they're multicolored. Well, the blue is blue, obviously. Uh, a dent corn, a flower corn. That and I as I recall, make. you told me they're really not for eating. It's they're more to more make for, cornmeal. Yeah. Right. You can, Well, that is eating, but um, I'm not doing strictly ornamental. I'm doing uh, corn that is, this last corn that I'm putting out will be designed to uh, grind it up for cornmeal and hopefully um, make some really good cornbread with it. So... Um, well, I, I hope something comes of that. Corn has not been one of our successes heretofore. No, so no, it's not. It would be nice if we could figure out how to grow a little corn successfully. So I'm going to keep working on it. Uh, oh, we got a new acquisition last week that I we really We now enjoyed. have a new truck. Actually, it's a new-to-us truck, um, 2007 Ford F-150, which will eventually replace one hoe. And... Um, we are in the process of getting things migrated over to it, and it's fun to have the new addition to the family. It does not yet have a name. 
And I'm okay with that if you are. We'll just have to We'll just have to work on that. If a name develops. A name will have to develop. That's right. We name all our cars. So ever since I was a child and my father named the our car was called Betsy, which may be a rather common name for people's cars in the 50s, I don't know. But my cars have always had names. Um, but we have some other projects coming up this week. We do. I've got everything spread out undercover on the under the pole barn ready for us to begin splitting and stacking firewood. We have all of the firewood we need for next season, for, for this coming season, is already split, stacked, and undercover here at the pole barn. For 2011 and 12 is what we're talking about splitting and stacking today. And um, we have plenty of wood already cut up, we know. We just don't know how much extra we will have. But we're going to be filling up five pallets or about a quart and a quarter of firewood. Uh, in the next day to two to three days. And then I hope we have a chance to play with our new chipper, son. I know, I'm looking forward to I want to some that. mulch, my very own mulch to use in the garden. And I do too. Yeah. So um, anyway, so, I guess that's about all the time we have today. So we will say farewell and look forward to visiting with you again next week. You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. We'd love to hear from you. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682, send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com, or you can send us honest-to-goodness mail at P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama 36078. To browse our archive, to learn more about the farm and about Lee and Amanda, and to talk with other listeners, visit us at longleafbreeze.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.